just don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle. And today is another Story Time episode. Woohoo! I finished my Urban Legends series last week, so we're moving on to something else. This week, I'm going to be doing Lost Episode Creepypastas. Y'all, she said it was fucked up. It so. is fucked up. You just wait. Just wait. They're fucked up. If you don't know what a Lost Episode Creepypasta is... It is a common subgenre of creepypasta and revolves around lost episodes of various media properties. These lost episodes are usually explained as having been prevented from airing or pulled during broadcast due to controversial, mature, or unsettling aspects being shown, such as graphic violence, gore, and adult themes. Dun, dun, dun. But they're all fake. It's a creepypasta. So like. So somebody made it up. Yes. It's not actually a lost episode. Right. No. Which is good because some of these are really fucked up. And if they made these. Yikes. Okay. One second. Can I clear my throat? Yes. <coughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm ready. You're good. Okay. I'm going to just put a trigger warning for this whole episode because they're really fucked up. Mm-hmm. And might fuck with your childhood. Mm-hmm. Some of them talk about suicide. I think I'm going to check out now. Am I allowed? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Just wait. Some of them do talk about suicide. Just a warning. Um, not all of them do, but You could give a trigger warning before yeah. the ones that talk about suicide. Yeah. So if you want to listen to the ones that don't, you can skip the ones that do. Yes. I'll put a trigger warning before specific ones. But the first one we're going to talk about is called Candle Cove. Candle Cove was a 2009 story by Chris Strawn, written in the format of an online forum thread in which people reminisce about a half-remembered children's television series from the 1970s involving a young girl going on adventures with a cast of pirates. The posters share memories of the creepy puppets from the series and discuss nightmares that resulted from watching certain episodes such as some that involve a villain called the Skinwalker. Sorry, Skintaker. Jesus. Skinwalker was something else. Skintaker? Skintaker, yeah, yes. Yeah, let me just snatch your skin. Like I'm snatching a wig, but I'm going to snatch your skin. Yeah. And then there was another character that had no dialogue other than just screaming. That would, like, trigger my this is sensory a kid's show. stuff, yeah. dude. I would not be able to listen to that. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is supposed to be, like, a kid's show. Hmm. So, I went to the original website, mm-hmm. which I will put in the show notes because you can read through the whole forum. Cool. And um, got some of the comments from said posters. But it's all fake, so they're not real posters. Okay. I'm going to try not to have nightmares tonight. Okay. It's hard <laughs> It's hard for my mind to wrap around that it's not real. Yeah. Like, this is all a story. It just sounds super real. Like, the show's not real. None of it is real. Oh, okay. It's just... Yeah. So like the way some it's of them told that, makes it seem like it's real. But like some of them that you're talking about, are they a real show? But just yes, 
Yes. So this is not a real show. Though. I don't know if this is a real show or not. I don't think it is. Okay. It just sounds real. It just sounds real. Okay. Yeah. Just to make that clear. And like the website looks like it could actually be people that have went on there and posted, mm-hmm. but it's all like written by one guy. Oh, cool. Very creative. So, um, one of the posters was talking about the skin takers and said, remember his mouth didn't open and close. His jaw just slid back and forth. (laughs) I remember the little girl said, why does your mouth move like that? And the skin taker didn't look at the girl, but at the camera and said to grind your skin. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. (laughs) I would be out of there so fast. Excuse me. Um, I'm going to have to leave. (laughs) Another poster said... I used to have this awful memory, a bad dream I had, where the opening jingle ended, the show faded in from black, and all the characters were there, but the camera was just cutting to each of their faces, and they were just screaming, and the puppets and marionettes were flailing spastically, and just all screaming, screaming. The girl was just moaning and crying like she had been through hours of this. I woke up many times from that nightmare. I used to wet the bed when I had it. Yep, I would wet the bed, too. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Um, other people responded saying that they actually saw this episode and remember it, that it wasn't just a nightmare. One person said, oh, God, yes, the little girl Janice. I remember seeing her shake and the skin taker screaming through his gnashing teeth, his jaw careening so wildly, I thought it would come off its wire hinges. I turned it off, and it was the last time I watched I ran to tell my brother, and we didn't have the courage to turn it back on. Okay, first of all, my grandma's name is Janice, so... Nice. When I hear the word Janice, I think of friends. I know you wouldn't understand, but... Nope. I'm not a friends watcher. I watch The Office, though. It's a shame. I'm just kidding. I might give it a chance one of these days. You never know. There's many shows I've given chances that you've recommended. That's just one I'm not ready to pass the threshold yet. Friends is a lot more than you think. It's got way more of a story. I'm not ready to pass the threshold. It's great. Once I'm not. once you watch it, you'll be pulled in. It's the end. I'm telling you. Anyway, continuing. The last comment on the thread says, "I visited my mom today at the nursing home. I asked her about when I was little in the early 70s, when I was 8 or 9, and if she remembered a kids show, Candle Cove." She said she was surprised I could remember that and I asked why. And she said, because I used to think it was so strange that you said, I'm going to go watch Candle Cove now, Mom. And then you would tune the TV to static and just watch dead air for 30 minutes. You had a big imagination with your little pirate show. Wow. So it made it seem like this show was made up. Like they weren't really watching this show. A bunch of people just like imagined it. But it's messed up. Can you imagine? No. (laughs) Seeing all these puppets just, like, screaming. No, I think Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, my that was, gosh. I mean, I absolutely love that show. And don't get me wrong, some of, the, some of the shows didn't scare me. But a lot of them did. Also, my grandparents lived out in the country in, like, the middle of oh, nowhere. Oh, yikes, yeah. And, like, first of all, they didn't have cable. But <laughs> I would watch, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog at my mom's. And I'd go out to their house and I'd be like, oh. It literally looked like it was scary. the house from Courage the Cowardly Dog, minus the windmill. We Cur- didn't have a windmill. <laughs> Courage the Cowardly Dog was a scary show. I just like scary stuff as a child, though. I just can't believe that they aired that, like, on kids' television. 
it was messed. It was like kind a kid's, of messed up. It's supposed though. to be a scary kid show. But the animations. It was dope though. I, it was kind of freaky, but like freaky. I said, I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, I did too. And it came on Maybe late at night. Maybe that's why we're the way we are. Probably now Maybe we like true why, crime and right. fucked up story times, bro. <laughs> Maybe it was because of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Thank you, Courage. Yeah, but see, he always had courage. He that's always the did. point. Well, most of the time. And there was times that like. It was just weird. It some was. of some of the scary things on there were just too much. Right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. So the next one is the Wyoming incident. And once again, like it's hard to imagine that this isn't real. Like mm-hmm. this didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. But it makes it seem like it did. The Wyoming incident is the case of an alleged video that interrupted the transmission of a news channel in Neobrara County, Wyoming in 2006. The video showed human heads without bodies doing various gestures, poses, and emotions, and then the camera would move around occasionally. All the people who saw the video suffered from hallucinations, headaches, or vomiting. While some believed that it was something paranormal, this is believed to have been caused by the noise that sounded during the video. All attempts to capture the hacker who caused this were in vain. Yikes. And then I will put links to the video in the show notes it's not that one's not that creepy yeah it's but it's still bad. kind of fucked up yeah but these are just like fan-made right videos based on the information which there wasn't a lot of information on that one so i was just thinking of something mm-hmm. um remember how we talked the other night we were gonna start using a glogla oh yeah for cuss words oh yeah i forgot <laughs> i've been saying fuck and shit and oh glogla yeah duh glogla this is oglaglot up. <laughs> fucked up. Oglaglot up. Nobody would get it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, so the next one has to do with SpongeBob. Not SpongeBob. He's my favorite. <laughs> Dude, I literally was born the year this came out, first of all. Second of all, SpongeBob is literally, I can make a SpongeBob reference to just about anything. Literally. I freaking love SpongeBob. Literally. And I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> they think it's stupid or whatever. I don't give a oglogla. I don't give a oglogla. Like oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways. So Dude, it's no. called the SpongeBob bootleg episode. You're about to fuck me up. And it does talk about suicide. So just a no. triggered warning for this one. It talks about suicide. Not super in depth but okay more it's more of like the idea of suicide i'm ready for you to ruin my childhood now thank you okay well if it makes you feel any better there's more than one spongebob one on this list no why would you do this to me (laughs) you know i love spongebob well i was trying to find the most messed up ones sorry yeah that's true these are kind of relatable though to Mm -hmm. us yeah okay so the spongebob bootleg episode was a story originally uploaded on the creepypasta wikipedia in 2011 there's a creepypasta wikipedia well it's it's a wiki i'm assuming that's the same thing as wikipedia it's like its own website wiki Wiki? i think that's like a completely different website isn't it oh wait you just said that didn't you that's what i said okay (laughs) it's got its own website okay it's like wikipedia for creepypastas gotcha um which is where i got all of these from okay by the way um but it was uploaded in 2011 the only surviving evidence of this bootleg tape, which was found by five teenagers, two of which have committed suicide and one is reported missing, who were dumpster diving near an abandoned mental facility, is an edited image from the SpongeBob episode called Dumped. 
The image consists, consists of a dimly lit background of SpongeBob's living room and a mouthless SpongeBob with bloodshot eyes. Many images are GIFs of SpongeBob blinking if the viewer stares at it for long enough. And it's basically just, basically just a creepy... You put the freaking picture in here. Yeah, I'll upload the pictures to like... Okay, but... Twitter and stuff, if you want to see it. It's not that creepy. It's not that creepy. There were creepier ones on he there. He honestly just kind of looks high with no mouth. He kind of does. <gasps> he kind of does. And it's r- really highly edited. He looks very concerned, though. Yeah. All of these, like, videos and pictures and stuff are mm-hmm. basically just very highly edited by, gotcha. like, fans. Gotcha. This one, though, is messed up. Oh, good lord. It is called Suicide Mouse. And if you don't need a trigger, if you, I mean, if you can't get from the name of it, it does talk about suicide. Okay. So, Suicide Mouse is a nine-minute Mickey Mouse video uploaded to YouTube in 2009. With the video posing as being forgotten Mickey Mouse footage made by Walt Disney himself during the 1920s golden age of American animation. The quote-unquote banned cartoon begins with a three-minute animation loop of Mickey walking down the street with a dull, almost depressed look on his face. All the while, the sound of a piano being played poorly can be heard in the background. After the six-minute mark, the video cuts to black as the sound of TV static replaces the original banging piano music. The video cuts back to Mickey, who starts sneering after a while, and the sound of a garbled cry can be heard. It is at the 8-minute mark that the audio changes once again, this time to a woman screaming in agony. And as the screams get louder and louder, the picture changes. The streets and sidewalks Mickey is walking on start to travel in impossible directions. Mickey's face begins to fall apart as his eyeballs roll to the bottom of his chin like marbles in a fishbowl. His smile creeps up to the left side of his head and eventually he ends up looking demented. The screaming continues until the nine-minute mark when the episode ends with Mickey spinning, then falling to the ground, dying, and a demon appears, making a loud screeching noise before disappearing. An image of Mickey's head appears on the screen, similarly to the ending of a classical Mickey Mouse cartoon around the same time. For approximately 30 seconds, while what sounds like a broken music box plays in the background, with Russian text that roughly reads, the sights of hell bring its viewers back in. The remaining 30 seconds is supposedly unknown to the public, though it is suggested that whatever took place during those last 30 seconds was so mentally traumatic that it resulted in the employee who first screened the episode committing suicide after watching it and uttering the phrase, real suffering is not known. Jeez. Yeah. And I watched watched the video. It's a, I mean, it's a nine minute video. It's is it long. creepy? Yeah, and it's just like really re- repetitive and hmm. kind of um, looks like really old. Hmm. It's hard to explain. You just have to go watch it. Well, if it's an original created by quote Walt Disney himself, right. then yeah. it would look really old. Yeah, it is creepy. So the next one is called Dead Bart, and I think this one is pretty popular. Does this have to do with Simpsons? It does have to do with Simpsons. How dare you! <laughs> There are, just I'm mess- telling you. You're ogwagwaing me all the way up. <laughs> Sorry. So, Dead Bart is a story by writer K.I. Simpson. It features the Simpson family going on a plane trip together, but while being his usual mischievous self, Bart ends up breaking a window on the plane and getting sucked out. 
falling to his death. After an apparently very realistic view of his corpse, the show's second act features a surreal take on the Simpsons' family grief. Act 3 opens with a title card saying, One year has passed. Homer, Marge, and Lisa are skeletally thin and still sitting at the table. There's no sign of Maggie or the pets. They decide to visit Bart's grave. Springfield is completely deserted, and as they walk to the cemetery, the houses become more and more decrepit. Emotionally abandoned, they arrive at Bart's grave, where Bart's body is simply lying in front of his tombstone, appearing similar to the corpse in Act 1. This family starts crying again, but eventually they stop and blankly stare at Bart's body. Near the end, the camera starts to zoom into Homer's face, and according to summaries, Homer also tells a joke during this part. The episode ends with a zoom out of the cemetery, featuring the names of every single Simpsons guest star on the tombstones, with the ones that have not died yet all having the same death date. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that that part was messed up. Yeah, for real. But I think that one was pretty known. I feel like I've heard of that one before. I have not heard of any of these. Kind of vaguely. Hmm. So and you watched it? I did watch it. I did. But it was... Um, it looks like they took clips from different Simpsons episodes and put them together. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But it did show where, like, gotcha. his body was laying outside of his grave, mm-hmm. which was weird. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But all the links to everything will be in the show notes if anybody wants to go watch them. So the next one is another SpongeBob one. It is called Squidward's Suicide. Why? Or Red Mist. Why you do this? Again, trigger warning. This one is kind of graphic. The full story is told from the perspective of a person who interned at Nickelodeon Studios in 2005 as an animation student. The student and some other co-workers received a tape to edit titled Squidward's Suicide for the show. The staff initially assumed it was just an office prank. In the first-hand account, the video consists of Squidward preparing for a concert. After Squidward finishes playing at the concert, the crowd began to taunt Squidward and make rude remarks at him. The next shows Squidward forlornly sitting on a bed, while strange and upsetting noises play and become louder in the background. The scene is spliced with quick flashes of murdered children. Each time the noise is getting louder when cutting back to Squidward, who now has hyper-realistic eyes. Eventually, he shoots himself after a detached, deep voice commands it and the video ends. A circulated image of red-eyed Squidward associated with this creepypasta was referenced in the series and included the original uncut airing of the season 12 episode Spongebob in Randomland. According to Vincent Waller, the showrunner and co-executive producer of season 12, the purpose of the reference was to make fun of, quote, try-hard edgy fanfiction, and he has referred to Squidward's suicide as ridiculous fanfiction. He further clarified that it was only intended as a reference and that the Red Mist Squidward character is far from canon. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. I scrolled down and saw the picture. Yeah, I'm fucking terrified. Messed up, right? Did you watch this one? I did. Did you watch all these? Yes. You're, I watched all these. You're brave. I would not watch that. It's messed up. That one was, it's more like pictures mm-hmm. with like weird music Still. playing. It's not like a whole episode. It's weird. Did you see the murdered children? No. Oh, thank God. But 
I they did don't see that on YouTube, I don't think. No. Anyways. If you watch the season 12 episode, SpongeBob and Random Land, yeah. you can see a picture, like, similar to the, this picture of Squidward, mm-hmm. on the side of the building. Like, actually in the actual episode. Really? Yes. Like, yeah. I looked at it. Like, I That's saw weird. it. So, it's weird. Yeah. It is weird. So, the next one is another SpongeBob one. I don't know. I think SpongeBob is so popular that's why they make all these. Probably. For Spongebob. I mean, it's been running since 1998. Yeah. Okay, so this one's called Plankton Got Served and also deals with suicide. This episode of Spongebob was one of seven episodes that was revealed on the internet before it was aired on television. Most of the episode is identical to the one that is circulated today titled Plankton Got Served. Plankton manages to break into the Krusty Krab and ties up Mr. Krabs and Spongebob. As he's about to finally get the secret formula from Spongebob, Mr. Krabs' daughter Pearl walks in. This terrifies Plankton and causes him to run out. Plankton later claims his ancestors ancestors. (laughs) ancestors were eaten by whales and that's why he's afraid of them. Mr. Krab realizes this fear Plankton has and decides to use it against him. He dresses up as Pearl and starts to follow Plankton around, scaring him. Plankton decides he can no longer take it and makes the ultimate decision. He was going to commit suicide. This is still actually in the show as it airs today. Plankton waits for the bus as he lies in the street waiting to get run over. That is when Spongebob comes over to try and convince him not to do it. This is where the differences in the episodes begin. Plankton doesn't listen to Spongebob and continues laying there. In the altered version that was shown, Spongebob tells Plankton that it was really just Mr. Krabs dressed as Pearl the whole time, and Plankton gets up. In another version, Spongebob says that same things, but Plankton refuses to believe him. Spongebob decides that the only thing he can do to show him the truth is to drag Mr. Krabs outside. Soon after he leaves, the red bus comes speeding down the road. Plankton sits up and watches it hit him, and then everything goes to black. Plankton then finds himself standing on a platform overlooking darkness. In the darkness, he sees whales looking up at him. There are members of his family he can see faintly in the distance yelling for him to jump down. He looks above and sees a light. This is said to represent heaven and hell. Plankton decides to jump down into the darkness. That's when the episode ends and the traditional credits for the show are played. Damn. Yeah. Messed up. For sure. And it's weird that that's actually an episode. Not exactly like that. Yeah. But, like, to a certain point. Right. I feel like I remember seeing that one. I've seen that episode. Or something. I feel like I've seen it, but... Mm-hmm. I feel like I have. I feel like I remember Plankton laying in the road. Yeah. Okay. So, we're on the last one. Okay. And it is from the show Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Also, one of my favorite shows yes. as a child. Love that show. So, thank you for ruining that, too. You're <laughs> welcome. Between October 7th, 2003 and October 21st, 2003, episode 34 was accidentally released one week before it was scheduled to. It was known to some around the office that the primary writer had been sick with the flu, that says fly, and meant flu. (laughs) Sick with the fly. (laughs) And instead of going on to make episode 34, the show was supposed to replay episode 1. At 5 a.m. Eastern Time, people reported a very disturbing new episode preparing... Premiering, preparing, preparing, premiering on Cartoon Network. Apparently, the quality of the episode was mediocre when held to the regular standards. 
Animation was choppy, sound was constricted and very muffled. Reports of a line running up and down, similar to how some VHS tapes were, were reported. You know what I'm talking about, like the line. Yeah, that goes I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, we we know what a VHS tape yes. is, and we've seen them. We're probably the people. last generation that knew what VHS tapes were. I mean, my little brother's 14. He watched VHS when he really? was younger. Did he? Yeah. Nice. He watched the Empire Strikes Back Star Wars movie. Oh, on VHS? Over. Over. <laughs> Over again. Um, the scenery was described as overwhelmingly dark and depressing without changing props and other objects stormy looking characters also behaved oddly instead of the normal goofy hijinks inspired personalities viewers complained they seemed extremely agitated gratuitously hateful towards each other and constantly sobbing after the lines the protagonist also had a very bad lisp no one knows why but he spoke with a sexual tone that bothered the viewers the episode began with eddie walking down the street with Ed, double D, the other Ed, mm-hmm. was missing. There was an angular shot from in front of the two showing them walking toward the audience. Eddie was wearing the angry look he does when something goes wrong. His eyes were red around the iris. Ed looks to be sad and was practically dragging behind Eddie with, his te- with tears in his eyes. Kevin, the antagonist, was riding his bike opposite Ed and Eddie coming toward them. Fucking Kevin. Fucking Kevin. <laughs> the shot became blurry and moans were heard coming from Eddie before Kevin hit him, which never happened because the screen went black. The screen snapped back and Kevin was headed toward Eddie again. The view was a lot more blurry this time and the characters just looked like blobs. You could still hear the low moans, but this time it sounded like the microphone was broken and staticky. A claymation sequence of Double D sleeping in Eddie's bed started next. He got up and started to move around the circular room. The only audio was of his footsteps, which sounded very clear. There were no visible doors in the room. He began screeching as he moved around the room faster, until the the screen started to go blurry again. The room was purple at the beginning and turned to a blurry orange. Next was an extreme close-up of Eddie's front door with no audio at all for two whole minutes straight. Just a close-up of this door. Hmm. Next, we see Jimmy and Sarah at the door at the doctor. And it took me a minute to remember who Jimmy was. He's got the thing. He's on his got head. the braces. Yes, and, the and Sarah is his curly hair. sister. Yeah, and she's got like the lips. Yeah, that's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, the lips. The lips. Jimmy is crying loudly, saying, it hurts, Sarah, it hurts, while Sarah tries to comfort him. The door to the room is smashed open by a dentist. His face wasn't shown. Sarah was escorted out of the room. Jimmy was left in the room with his headgear mangled, stretching his lip very tightly. The front of his gums were bleeding and some teeth were missing. But the most disturbing part was that he lost both arms and both legs. Yeah. It cut to commercial, and when the show came back, it showed a very hairy Rolf in his dark shed fisting a cow. What the repeatedly. hell? Yeah, that was like the most random thing. What the Just hell? Just fisting That's a cow. That's disgusting. Yeah. The clip loops and goes blurry, and the scene fades out. 
Nass is reading a magazine on her couch, the quality now perfect. Eddie is now alone without Ed. The quality of the clip was worse than before. He is still walking, the sun now lightening the mood a little as he smiles and starts running. The door is shown again, and through Eddie's eyes, we can see him reach out and open the door. His house is nice and bright, but a very badly played violin is blaring. Eddie opens the door to his room, and then it cuts to Johnny, and he is shown under Naz's couch as he crawls out on all fours and pops up behind her. He starts swallowing her head. What the fuck? She started kicking and struggling while Johnny held her until she went limp. A zoom in on his face showed he had extremely small, human-like eyes. And then it cuts to Double D. He was laying on Eddie's floor, no longer in claymation. The camera showed Eddie's house for the remainder of the episode, which was like three minutes. And then that's it. That's so creepy. The worst part was Rolf. Yeah, I bet. Just with the cow in his shed. Just so random. That is random and disgusting, dude. Disgusting. But that was the last one. Damn. Yeah. Those were all fucked up. They were messed up. But I will still put the links in the show notes in case you are brave enough to go watch them or look at the pictures or anything. And any of the pictures that I mentioned will be posted on our Twitter and probably our Instagram. Watch them at your own discretion. Yeah, watch at your own risk. You have been warned. They are messed up. I'm not going to watch them, just so y'all know. And I do the true crime shit. <laughs> I did watch them. They were kind of messed up. They were messed up. That's crazy. But anyway, that was it for my episode for this week. Um, next week um, is going to be a little different for my episode, I think. Um, my son is having surgery and will not be able to record next week, so... Michelle's lovely boyfriend, Austin, will be filling in for me next week, but I will see you guys two weeks from now. After that. Yep. Austin's going to fill in. He's going to do a good job, guys. Yeah. I'm putting, I trust him, so he won't let you guys down. Nope. I will see you guys later. See ya. Bye. Bye.